Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just finished Chapter 7. Congratulations, you two. You did very well. You escaped with only minor radiation poisoning. (laughs) Only the most minor. (laughs) They gave me superpowers. Oh, uh... Good work. That was great, especially having not really done much, of, especially of our show uh, or of uh, a huge amount of escape rooms. You guys did really well. Thank you. That was well. Oh my gosh! I thought it was, I thought we were doing terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't We've think had we worse. did too bad. That's fair. <laughs> I, you know, I guess uh, I guess it wasn't as long as I thought. All things considered. Exactly, yeah. and it can always feel longer when you're stuck. Yeah. I have that come sometimes when I'm editing the episodes and I get up to a point where I remember during the recording, like, oh, this took them like 30 minutes to get. This is so long. It's such a long section. I'm going to have to edit and cut. And then I listen to it and it's four minutes. It just felt like like 20 when we were doing it. <laughs> I really feel like Madame Curie is like an evil genius because of having three, <laughs> specifically because of having the three different points for people to stand. Because in my head, I'm like, who the heck else does she have standing in these spots for this <laughs> shelter? Who is it? It wasn't Rebecca. Well, I, I, That's why she hired Rebecca. No, it wasn't originally Rebecca. It was probably something that she designed a long, long time ago and intended it to be her, her husband, and their science-doing daughter. Aww. That was probably Aww. initially what the plan that was. That makes sense. Uh, but I, that was only an alternate solution Yes, to I want to talk one. about that puzzle because I didn't solve it that way. I play-tested this room uh, a, a, a little while ago. I did not solve it by having three people stand on those spots. What did you do? I, I used those three spots to triangulate a central point. I did See, that. I started doing that. Yep. I also <laughs> yeah, did that That would have well. worked as well. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you do that, you can follow that to be... On my map, it worked out quite well that it was exactly where I'd drawn the table. And you can find that point and go to it and then like play around with it and you can find the, the slot. So I didn't know that just having three people stand was also a solution. No, it was a very quick alternate solution just in case because... As soon as you weird throw, to, to get people to do as soon as you throw like the that. word triangulate in there, yeah, it, it starts like to get much. a little bit of effort. <laughs> it feels like you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, so yeah. that'll just depend on who your players are and yeah. what I, they try. I like having the I two like different both. solutions. It's nice. Once, uh, but uh, yeah, it was great. I did. You guys enjoy? Was there any moment during this room that you felt especially smart or, or excited about what you were doing? Not um, gonna lie, I felt pretty smart just figuring out it was Marie Curie in the first place because didn't yeah, well remember that. Yeah, I so I, <laughs> I had a feeling because I'm like, okay, we're in the 30s. She's really smart. But then you said it was Rebecca, and then I was immediately disappointed. I was like, Ugh. <laughs> I was a little yeah. bit I don't know who you are. <laughs> um I think I felt well, really I mean, smart with the wires mm. and the radio. Mainly Ooh, just because yeah, Dave made the space that when <laughs> 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 I mean, you figured out which ones you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. So that thing I've got, I drew a little, I drew a little thing because I, as I, as we go, like I, I have little notes in case there's like specific hints that need to be given or mm-hmm. stuff like that. And I've got a little like clue diagram here where I've written three oh, little connections. Oh, that's pretty. Where I've written like, okay, radio says has a picture of someone who's cold on it, so radio is cold and the beakers are cold. Then I've got another set that's like the beakers have colors and the wires have colors. And then a third thing that's like the radio needs wires. And those are those yeah, three. Yeah, radio facts needs wires seem to together. somehow be the one that was. Um, yeah, because as soon the as you got that, point. as soon as you like pictured the wires differently, right? The, the wires could connect up to replace those wires, it all made sense. The issue that I had was when I heard wires near generator, I was picturing them much larger. So I didn't realize that they were like mm. smaller wires. I was picturing wires like this big. 
So that's why yeah. I was yeah, like see, never even too. thinking of the radio at all. Yeah, and that's kind of like the we talked we talked before, uh, and I've mentioned I've probably mentioned this in in about half of these post show episodes, but I just like it as an idea that when it comes to an audio based escape room, mm-hmm. like the version of searching isn't actual physical searching where you go, Hey, I want to look at under this table and over here and dig through and open the door because you know, it'd be, you can't really do that better or worse. You can yeah. just say, I search it. So the version of searching in, in, in audio is like trying to find and connect as many little keywords as you can. So it's like the radio wires, table wires. And then the things that throw that off is when the image in your head is different from the image in mm. Danny's head or someone else's head, right? That's, that's the, this version of not a search failure because that implies it's your fault, but like an issue with searching, like not realizing. Yeah, it's it's not knowing of being in a real escape room and not sticking your hand deep enough in the drawer. Not knowing what, uh, what detail is something to ask on more, and then if you ask yeah. on more of like three things that aren't important, then it's like okay, maybe don't <laughs> ask more because it's exactly it's what's given. Because yeah. after it was like nothing of smell, I'm like, all right, well then it's it has. No, the, then it was like okay. It was it was the initial smell of the stain that was like okay. Smell has <laughs> some hint mm. to it. Yeah. yeah, one thing smelt, and then you're yeah. like, I need to find this science but, smell. Something yes. else is going to smell like science. But no, I was just trying to say, yeah, it smells like science because something has clearly been done to this cushion intentionally. Mm-hmm. That was all I was trying <laughs> to do for that. And again, right, that's the same sort of stuff that happens in a real escape room when someone notices that wait a minute, the wood of this table is the same as the wood on that picture frame that you just mm, bought yeah. from a store to make background decoration. Yeah. And then they get caught up in like, no, no, it's about the walnut. There's a walnut table and a walnut thing. And, oh my gosh. You know, and, and then like someone has to step in eventually and be like, uh, that, we just bought that picture frame from Ikea. Don't, don't worry yep. about it. <laughs> I kind of like that though. I think that's part of the fun is just kind of getting <laughs> caught up on something really either like mm. that's supposed to be just like distracting or something that's like, not important at all yeah i think that's part of the fun because then when you figure it out you you're kind of like struggling against yourself because you're like oh why didn't i think of that sooner but also at the same time you're like that was a smart move good on you for doing (laughs) it like that so you can like appreciate the craft that went into making this room but also like you're also struggling with yourself and i think that's part of the fun Yeah, and it's one of those things that like i when i first made the when we when we first came up with this podcast idea one of the things that i wanted as an audience reaction is for them to be sitting at home listening going you idiots you idiots put the wires in the right ra- the wires go in the radio it's colors and wires you're in and i'm sure there's someone doing that now there's someone doing that in every single episode right uh, to me when person. i'm playing to and it's a fun feeling when you watch when like if they've got it and and you and you haven't quite got there yet and i think it's uh i i, I enjoy that i think it's a fun way of of watching this sort of stuff so or listening to it so uh, i'm sure there'll be that and there's one of those for everybody and, and in the same way there's puzzles that you got really quickly that other people would have been stuck on and you would have been yelling at them if they had had the positions been swapped three two three it's always good fun yeah 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 there would be people walking around looking for this three digit code and you if you were listening would be sitting there going it's three two three there's a droplet we did the droplets we weighed the thing yeah. you're an idiot come on three two three and it's fun. It's a good emotion. You got stealing the door handle uh, very well. Yes. Billy didn't get that for a while. I, I checked the door and it took me ages to think about being able to take a door handle and move it to the other door, um, which makes perfect sense. It's like you are looking for a door handle and you have clearly seen a door with a handle. Um, 
So for, that's another one that you guys would have been yelling at me if if you were listening to the playtest. <laughs> did we uh, did we really use the measuring scales? We used them once because we used yeah, it to just to measure get that three, the... two, three. That was the three yeah. two three, and that was so. It, yeah. it mm. this was this was a situation where pretty much everything was one use. More or less, okay. the magnet's got two. One uses. big magnet, one small magnet. Yeah, you use the big magnet to get the 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 crank from outside, mm-hmm. uh, and you use the, the smaller magnets to do the the um the gunky beaker testing. Yeah, but other than that, pretty much everything got used once, which is fairly common. That's normal in your rooms. enough. Sometimes there'll be one thing like you could say Rebecca was an asset that you used more than once. That's true. Multiple yeah. translations and standing on the final step. Mm. I like the fact <laughs> that Rebecca was there. Just because it was like, first off, the fact that we forgot she was there. Yeah, it was kind of I hysterical. was worried I about she that. left. <laughs> I kind of thought the same. <laughs> but I like the fact that she was there and like a person to use. It, it was kind of like, and also reminds me of like in escape rooms, how you get like the three clues sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like you can mm-hmm. ask yeah, the true. room. Yeah, so, she's, like a, she's like a helper. And there are some escape rooms where they have the an actor in them that has that sort of role as well. Yep. Mm. And oh, really? I've never yeah. done one of those, but that can totally be a thing that happens. I'd love to do one of those. I mean, technically, I guess oh, I'm much too inti- yeah. <laughs> I'm, mu- I'm much too intimidated to do too many of those. I'm very worried about that. I'm worried that I'm going to ask them something and they're going to, in character, be mean to me and I'm going to take it really personally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, that, honestly. Feel so, that. Danny... When you when you're writing these rooms, yes, because you've been adding NPCs, you've been adding yeah, these characters been a few NPCs into this, time. this season more so than any other season we've mm. had. Do you have in your head like set ways for that NPC? Because obviously there are obvious things that they need to do. They need to do the translations in yeah. this case. Then descent. They're, they're do you have people of necessity for yeah. these time travel rooms? But do you have any idea of like can she? Does she know anything about magnets? Does she know anything about wires? Could she say, oh that like, or do you just use that as a way to improv? Hints? I think for the most part, I keep them as a back pocket hint system. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you need, yeah, if you needed extra stuff and you asked her, there's a chance that I would give you some hints towards what you need to be doing next. Is there anything in this room that Rebecca could have done that she didn't do? Eh, not that I had planned or thought of at the time. Just wondering. Yeah, I don't know. In any of the other rooms, has there an NPC who wasn't fully utilized? Or do you just have all of their <laughs> things unnecessary for the room? I, I pretty much only write down the necessary things for the room. And okay, then anything else is up in the air. And whether you can use them or not, yeah, sure, why not? Like you were saying things like, yeah, get Rebecca to do it. Get Rebecca to do <laughs> that. Yeah, totally down. allow that. None of that's written down, but why not? Oh, there was one other thing that changed in this episode just slightly. Oh, yes. Uh, those three rectangles picture, the rectangle with a handle you took to mean the briefcase. I took it to mean the glass jar. Mm. Oh. Because the glass jar also had handle. But uranium, polonium, eh, same deal. It was just add a little bit of extra <laughs> power enough. for the magnetism stuff. <laughs> True. Yeah. No, I like that with the cushion. That was That's a lot of fun. Mm. I always love when like secret messages appear. I just think it's so fun. It's mm. such an interesting one because like, you did this as well, Billy. You come to that secret message and you know that something is up with the cushion from the very beginning, but you can't access the way to solve it until quite late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless you do the glass door stuff immediately. But yeah, and so you try everything else. Like you tried pink powder and everything. <laughs> and I almost tasted it. Yeah, but you just close. have to wait. 
<laughs> it is but a- it is one of those nice things when that happens so that like you when you've got this known problem so that once you found like and then you see that the uranium makes things show up in an interesting way and it's like oh my god i've been waiting for this mm-hmm. i needed something to make something i've had a message that i couldn't see the entire time i think that's a nice moment oh good and i think sometimes it can be hard to make sure that that happens mm-hmm. like sometimes people find their solution and they go okay or, do I need this? And eventually they kind of connect them. But, but the, the I think the idea is, is them going like, yes, you could I found find, it. You could technically find that uranium really quickly. True, actually. You like, there's nothing stopping you going from door to door and getting straight in there. Mm-hmm. That is true. The sequencing is odd. Actually, um, the oh, addition, yeah, you still need the, the, diary, um, the, don't the you? picture of the circle of the square with the handle that in this case, in your game was the polonium briefcase. Uh, and in your notes originally was the uranium. That actually wasn't there in the orish- initial playtest. Hmm. It was just stick a beaker in the black gunk. And the problem there was... That's too easy to do. I think there was too good a chance that people would have already stuck the magnets in the gunk before they found the secret Which it message. felt like you were definitely very much on the verge of doing you want because you, you were putting the magnets everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. I, well, that's, that's to really the reason that. why I was asking viscosity of liquids because... Yeah. That is something that I do know about uh, magnetic reactions with different liquids and liquid elements so that's why i was asking about the viscosities of it because depending on what it was they would react differently to magnets yeah yeah exactly right so it's too much of a and and there is nothing worse than finding like a clue or a message or something hidden in an escape room and then realizing you've already done the solution to that clue it's such a terrible feeling. That so imagine having already used sad. all the beakers and then finding like the secret couch message. I finally found it. Oh, I've put the magnets in the beakers. I did that already. Damn. Like it's such <laughs> a letdown. So I'm glad we introduced that element of gatekeeping so that you need, so that the thing that reveals the message is also the thing that you need that was gated before. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you, you need it to do that next step as well. And I think that worked out quite well. Oh. I think, I think what um, really hmm. got me was put in correct place with the generator mm. because it was it was so early on that i think yeah. we were consistently looking for what to do with the generator so early on and it wasn't yeah. anything that is yeah yeah that is an interesting part about trying to make them non-linear but still not too all o- not too scattered and all over the place. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of paths, but you're right. There were definitely a couple of things that you get right at the start, but you don't end up getting payoff for them until the very end. What so else? they can distract you. Is that is the well, pillow? Uh, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I was thinking. Is there about. a way? Do you think? And if then you other things to, like you needed mm. that grid found in the diary, like both you, Bill, and True. you guys. You went straight for the diary. You read that there was a map of the room with coordinates on it and then that doesn't come back until extremely late so it's really easy to have forgotten about it you didn't which was awesome but yeah so there were a lot of cases where things from the very beginning weren't used until quite late is there if you wanted to do you think there's a way that you could have gate kept those Uh, for later oh i mean just putting different messages in different places like you could say i don't know you stick the radium in the back of the generator and it glows and this message appears yeah, that's something true. like that. So One it's thing that possible? jumped into my head just then was like something near the end of the room gets you like a grid that is A, A, B, C, D, E, F, one, two, three, five, six, hmm. that you would overlay onto the map at that point. And something when you get the grid also says like with the generator put in the right place. So then you're like, I need to put the generator in the right place. I've got this grid. Oh, wait, now those coordinates make sense. 
that I got from the radio. Like you could possibly yeah, do God, that. Yeah, God, that feels like I need to introduce just a whole Oh, yeah, I don't think it's something you thing. should do, but I wonder, like, it's, to me, that would be the way possible. to gatekeep This would be one me. of those things where if we were doing a real escape room, these are the sorts of little alterations we might make over the months of operating. Mm-hmm. But possibly. we just have to do it once. So yeah, we only do it once. Psh. If you're listening at home and you want to run the room yourself. Oh, do whatever you want. Feel free to add in a grid that you find later. Once you put the once you put the uranium in the in the um or the the radium in the generator and crank it, it just prints out this little grid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? I think I think uh, I think the generator was the hardest part to gauge for me. Mm. Fair. Yeah, I mean, there were, to th- find the, there were the three different parts to it as well. Also, good job for trying to stick everything you could in that bat- in that radium compartment <laughs> I, I because what, that prepped I, you for when you got the radium. I think what got me also was, and I think it was I think it was semantics. It was battery compartment. So I was looking for electrical mm. things. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got caught up a little bit on what could have been the batteries. Yeah. But actually, weirdly, my first thought of what would fit into that gap was the radio itself. Yeah, like, that oh, was interesting. The radio into the generator. That's valid. Um, but, See, but my, it's such my, a hard one to picture. Well, yeah, my imagining of the sizes of those two things was Vastly would not have big, worked big for that. Double A battery. Yeah. See, I um, thought it was like a car battery. So I was thinking, I was like, mm. when you said there was like something to fit a battery in it, I imagined uh, it was like something of like a larger proportion, maybe yeah. like the size of like, oh, I don't know, like a smaller laptop, and like. You oh know. wow! Okay, well, yeah, well, I was like, just picturing like one of the big, what, what, like what? a C battery, D battery, or something. Yeah, that yeah. was all I was picturing. I guess I did say D battery in the beginning too, but so like, then how it for some reason how, I was thinking like car battery. Yeah, how big was the? Yeah, how big was the generator like size wise? Um, how? Okay, oh, what okay. do I have to compare it to? Maybe the size of one of those brown boxes wherever those brown boxes are. I have no idea what you're talking Damn, about. Damn, you know you those just... office boxes? The brown boxes? So if you, if you oh, had to compare like it to like a person's like a, chest. Like the size of a Type 1 archive box. <laughs> like a person's chest. How big would it be in comparison to that, would you say? Like, maybe the general proportions of the person's abdomen. Okay. Billy's just going to get a box to well, show like, you. We can't see you. Oh no, your camera's not on. Like a, like a box. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. That, makes, that makes sense. See, but like, this even is very though I was good like, audio for a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was imagining something like that, but I imagined it was like pretty hollow in the back, and a majority of it was taken up by the battery. Oh. So that's why I thought okay. it was like a, like a car battery or some sort of like industrial size. That's why I thought that the polonium. It like this. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, okay. exactly. I thought it was yeah. like that. Like yep. you could fit stuff in the box. Like, yes, no. I did not. Okay, that's fair. Cool. Man, the specific wording things that you don't realize mm. until a couple of playthroughs that the, people are, dif- are picturing differently yeah these are always the biggest things that are uh, issues is when someone's mental picture is different and it becomes so much of the puzzle solving and and the connection of different elements is about being able to fit them together in your head so when your head image is different you can end up with people going well that could never that could never yeah. work so that because i know, i know exactly again, that helps with mean. the speaking out loud because mm. especially when you're like if you're dming a game and you have a puzzle for your players and you mm. mentioned the shiny red book. Shiny red means they need to look at everything in this book. And then they decide mm. on a whole adventure about a book when the Lich King is still killing the town. Like it's it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so easy to get focused on the other things. And then it's it's hard to like not give them like, okay, 
you're going the wrong direction because you want them to mm. go on their way. Yeah. I have that thing even with this picturing trouble when uh, playing uh, tabletop RPGs, just with combat, visualizing exactly where things are in relation to each other in combat, mm. especially since I'm terrible at estimating distances. Fair. I find that a real struggle. The, I agree with like the distance thing because like I, I like if I don't have a map in front of me, I will always forget how far away a villain mm. is or like like one of the enemies is like are oh, and or like where they are around me. So unless if I can visually see like where I am on a map, I will forget that. But if someone's describing something to me, like I will be able to see like what the the monster possibly looks like. And then they'll show a picture and I'll be like, that's not what I thought of. <laughs> It, yeah <laughs> it, it exactly. did all feel reasonable though i think i think yeah. one thing that really made it like okay yeah sure it's we have to remember that it's an escape room so it doesn't have to all make like explicit perfect logical sense because then trying to do that mm. almost like takes away from just the pure essence of it's just fun <laughs> yeah yeah like sometimes you're like well why wouldn't she just have you know locked it and taken the key with her when she went overseas <laughs> Like, At first, I was like, well, why is the radio saying A5D1F6? What is making it say that? I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just write it down, Gabe. Just write it down. <laughs> it, was, it was still Doc Bill, but it was just doing a French <laughs> accent. Yeah. I really love that part, though, with the radio. I, like, I feel like that's a classic like, escape room move, is like mm. having a radio or like a television speak to you and like say something specific. Like, mm. um, what was it? I was watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, and they had an escape room. Oh yeah, in one of their episodes, and it was like the the thing with the television. You had to turn it a certain way, and it like it only let me turn to these channels, but I have yep. to turn them a certain way. And I'm like, I really love that one kind of. I almost want to call it a trope mm. of like escape rooms. Yeah, yeah. So we did one. Uh, we did great room in LA um, called uh, Doggy Dog, <laughs> where, where you are a dog in the room. The conceit is that you're a dog, and it's wonderful. Um, I love that. But they had a, one where there was there's constant... a TV with ads playing yeah. for various animal-related products, and you need to pay attention yeah. to that. I think they we were allowed to mute it, which was eventually <laughs> good because they were just on a loop. But uh, yeah, which was great. And another one we did, uh, the one one of the ones at Niagara Falls had. Well, one of them had a radio that was perfect, mm -hmm. but there was also one that I think had some TV ads playing um, in the background, a constant loop, and you were just like finding keywords and things in these mm -hmm. in these ads that were on the loop. Oh, and it's that's such a right. Great, it's a really fun good. mechanism. Uh, especially because at first you think it's like just ambient noise to set the scene and then you go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's important stuff. Yeah, it was interesting. In my head, I think that I had pictured that as being almost like a pre-recording that Marie Curie had left for herself rather than something that was actively being played through a proper radio system. Oh, interesting. Then why was it a French accent and not a Polish one? I didn't say it was a French accent. I said it was speaking French. Oh, dang. <laughs> speaking <Ooh>. French <laughs> with a Polish accent. <laughs> It's alive! It's alive! Alive video escape room, that oh, is. Oh, wow, you're right. That was a weird introduction. <laughs> yeah. But he makes a good point. If you are stuck at home, missing your real-world escape rooms, there is an alternative now. Yeah, look, Escape This Podcast is brought to you this season by BuzzShot. And obviously this is not a time to advertise uh, cool software for your really busy escape rooms because... Everything's locked down. But Tom from BuzzShot is spearheading an initiative, a, like a global initiative, to really build up resources and lists and reviews and, and, and everything you could want for 
virtual escape rooms, specifically live video escape rooms. It's fantastic both for enthusiasts who are searching for their next experience and for owners who are trying to make this transition and want some helpful hints, tips and tricks from other owners. Yeah, there are people doing really, really cool stuff and they and everything from high concept discussion about what it means to be an escape room to people asking about what model of camera they should mount to which part of their body to appropriately walk through <laughs> their, their, uh, their escape room to get a good experience for customers. The answer is not what you'd expect. <laughs> Elbow mounted v- VHS recordings. That's, it, that's where it all is. Uh, so yeah, look, if you are interested in escape rooms, if you own an escape room, if you want to play more escape rooms while you're in lockdown, go to livevideoescaperooms.com, go to the Facebook page, Live Video Escape Rooms, and talk to all the right people and find out all the cool information. Oh, well, yeah, speaking of the actual plot of yes. rooms and things, so... Okay, yeah. I'm excited because we were mentioning, I was mentioning you guys before, and, and, and people who are listening at home will know, in each of the rooms so far, there's been like an object that's been freed out into the world. I don't know how to describe it. An object that could have been lost or destroyed that was now put out into the world at large. And in the last room, one of those objects reappeared, like a little chunk of meteorite that was taken from the tomb of Qi Shi Huang. And oh, it wow. led to some trouble. And so now, and it like reappeared hundreds and hundreds of years later, but also like it had been sitting in the ice in the Antarctic for like a hundred years. So now that nothing, no items really came out of this one. You, in fact, you did the opposite. You made some certain objects get even more locked away. But what you did kind of free up and possibly stop from dying of radio- radiation poison is a woman whose scientific study is how to take weird items and materials, maybe like meteorite, and get some crazy new property out of them and activate them in some weird way. So I'm assuming she's like the link that links all of these objects that were saved from through time and she'll do something with them. She'll activate their cool item powers and turn Greg into a god. I don't know, but like, I'm, it's like this element that has been missing of like, what's the point of these objects? And I think she's going to be the thing that brings them together. Okay. I'm really excited. I absolutely love that concept. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where this goes, honestly. Because, right? like, now I need to know what all these objects are going to be coming together for. What, what else I know. do you want? It's a big kind of megazord of, of objects. But, like, I'm okay with it. I... <laughs> the other thing that's interesting is every room so far has been getting closer and closer to the present, right? So, like, it started in ancient Rome and then went to a, like, sort of some time of ancient China and then it went through like the uh, the early Middle Ages and then the Renaissance and all this stuff. So we're getting closer and closer to the present, but we're already at 1930. So yeah. if there is another time travel room, it'll be like the 90s or something. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so I don't know. And there's but there's still three rooms left, which means we're we must be hitting the end of time travel soon. In which case, what's it going to be? Well, do you future think travel? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you'll end up going to the future? Maybe. Oh, look, I'm watching Danny's face. Say, ask that question again. I'll see how she reacts. Do you think you'll She's be heading smiling. to the future? She's just smiling and rubbing her hands, but I think <laughs> it's a way to throw us off. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe. Who knows? Because I think the that future would be, be so interesting. Cool. Like, it's going to be really boring. You're going to go one month into the future. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the future, but like 
from the night. It'll be like, you're in the distant future, the year 2021. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. Uh, it'll be pretty, I'm just super, I have no idea. Cause I like, again, like I, I some people don't believe me, but I, 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 I really have no idea what the next steps of this arc are. I've got no clue what I, you know, I see my, I read my scripts as Doc Bill on the day that yeah, we're doing the this Yeah, in the playtests, I've stopped telling him the yeah, introductions and conclusions so he doesn't get any of the story. So That's amazing. I am, I'm excited. Like, I, oh, I want to know. I still have no idea how Greg has done any of this because the whole reason, the whole conceit of the season, the fact that there's a new set of students every time mm-hmm. is that you can only time travel once. Once you time travel once, if you do it again, you'll get, like, discombobulated into the time stream and die, I guess. Um, so is that a lie? Can, is, is Doc Bill lying about that? Or does Greg have some weird workaround? Or is Greg not, like, is he not going and changing the timeline? Is the timeline exactly as it should be? And Bill's just sending you to go steal stuff and free people that should have gone missing? Like, I have no idea. Is Greg even real? Mm. I don't know. I'm so, oh, I'm so intrigued. And Danny won't tell me. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> I want to know. If, like, we were, like, F students, like, if we were students that were failing, how much lower can you possibly go for students? Did we get an A yeah. after that? Nobody's I think seen... we deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> we deserve an A in that class. Uh, I think you should get, uh, well, you can go and back in time and change your grade. <laughs> but we'll die. If you, you said if we do it twice, we die. <laughs> yeah, but it's worth it. Come on. He said we didn't know if how we much could How much do you want that A? A doesn't mean anything if I'm dead. <laughs> I'll be a living D student. That's fine. <laughs> but you'll be remembered as someone who is so good at physics. That does. I can't eat a memory. And it's true though. What's who's gonna? Who are the students gonna be? Are they not gonna be students? Point. Are they gonna be faculty? Mm. Are they gonna be random people off the street? Or is it gonna be like? I don't know. I, I've got no idea. I mean, yeah, they're just going to be the art students. The ones oh. who didn't take physics. You dropped me. physics. <laughs> um, and do, you, know, you notice how that episode ended? This episode? Yeah. Oh, we found Greg. You're right. True. Actually, I forgot about that. I'm ready. ready. <laughs> oh. Bill found Greg. Found him. Found him. So what does that mean? He now like So the next episode will be like, all right, so what? See, episode eight is like, go get Greg. Episode nine is Greg says, actually, I've been Doc Bill all along. Doc Bill is really Greg. Why am I older? I'm Doc Bill. I'm so old. And then episode 10 will be go get fake Bill Greg, who has been, and he's now a time god shooting time at everybody. And and you have to dodge all the time by solving puzzles. It's perfect. I've done. That's it. That's how it ends. We've solved it. We've cracked oh, I'm so intrigued. Oh, all right. Uh, I think we're probably done talking about the episode, about the escape room. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about like stuff that you guys are doing. Like we mentioned a little bit in the first episode, but you're you're currently working. Like obviously, you you you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, you're working on some on on like D and D supplements and 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 shows that you're in. But you're also both involved in this uh, game, Hidden Treasures, which we described as a goblin dating sim. It seems like you've been involved in a lot of dating, dating games. Dating people. <laughs> has that always been something that has drawn you in? No, it was actually an accident. <laughs> um, uh, the, the first voice acting role that I ever got 
uh, I ended up getting it because a friend of mine sent me like an, an email about auditioning. And so I auditioned and then like, I didn't hear anything for three months. And then I got an email saying I made it through the third round of auditions. And I'm like, what? Cool. Uh, and then I uh, did the second piece to the audition. And then it was like, okay, you know what? Dating sin. And then at that point I was like, okay, well, I haven't really played many. And that, that was also around the time that Dream Daddy uh, made its huge surge. And oh, yeah. I am a Dream Daddy cosplayer, which has introduced me to so many people. I cosplay as the coffee dad. What? Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. If, so if, if you Google Matt Sella cosplay, M-A-T-S-E-L-L-A cosplay, there's like dozens of pictures of me in Google Image Search, which is so weird. <laughs> um, but so then I was like, okay, a well. niche. Yeah. It was like, okay, like, well, dating sims are, it, they're, they're basically like the choose your own adventure things with a romantic aspect to it. And then I was like, okay, but I also want more fantasy and I want it to have like statistics like D&D does. Like I want, I want strength to matter or charisma to matter or intelligence to matter. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, what's something weird that people also don't usually talk about dating? Goblins. But let's make them hot so then people don't know how to I react. I love it. <laughs> and Olivia, how, how is that? as a as a job was that easy yeah Make, is that, making is that just your entire, yeah. yeah oh my <laughs> god you're right your pic your picture pops just right up <laughs> <laughs> now hold um, on wait have you searched have you searched dream daddy's cosplay or hot goblins i, I searched matt seller cosplay <laughs> as i was instructed to <laughs> I, told you. I will now google hot goblins Ooh. i don't know if you want yourself to show up for this one <laughs> kind of <laughs> no sorry yeah so so yeah Drawing hot goblins. Has this been an exciting challenge? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this was a bad idea. Oh, oh my some, god! Those are some hot goblins. Wow, it's an Amazon book series. Okay, interesting. <laughs> it's an Amazon book series. That's a little wow. terrifying. And it's highly rated, apparently. <laughs> like four point seven. Uh, sorry, I keep, keep interrupting. interrupting. This That's totally fine. Worth it for hot goblins. Um, uh, it's been. I like drawing them. They're a lot of fun to draw, and um, I don't know. I think it's pretty easy to make these goblins, especially, like look good, just because. I, okay, don't look at me like that. I see you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just give me a look, because he knows that I just keep drawing this one. I keep drawing one goblin because I'm absolutely in love with this one goblin. <laughs> I have a sticker of him and, on my wallet. Yeah, oh. I love him so much. Nice. He's like, He's like one of my favorite goblins, but I do love all of my goblins equally. I just love him slightly more. Anyway, <laughs> but, but it's been a lot of fun drawing them because um, Gabe will give me like aspects of the story and I'll like try and visualize it for him to help make it come alive so it'll be easier for him to write. And I'm really loving drawing all these like little snippets of like scenes and different um, like different parts of the timelines. And I get to show, like, some more of the character, like, character acting and see, like, how they would act around, like, the playable character. And it's really cool to see this world come alive in a way that's, like, not just mm. my art, but also all the other artists, plus, like, the writers and then, like, the official art that's going to be in the game. And just seeing it all come together, especially with the voices now, it's, like... Mm fantastic i also i also do Danny a voice very excited about some sucks. kind of hot goblin no 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 i'm sorry i just got an email i have to go my quiz is starting oh you have to go yes all right i'll finish the episode off
Okay. Get out of here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you so much. Hi. <laughs> Daddy's Bye. doing the quiz. Oh. Bill, let me know when she's uh, gone, Bill. I have a, I have a question. Uh, yeah. Uh, How no, often? She's, she's doing a. Uh, she's doing a. Oh yeah, go on, please. When when is the last time someone ran a digital escape room for you? For us? Well, actually, we had a really lovely season uh, last season. Uh, so when we first started, we we designed all these rooms, and and on our in the end of our very first season, we had someone come on and say, "Hey, I've written one of your rooms. Like I've written a room for you." And he came on and he ran it for us, and it was lovely. Uh, then when we got to our third season, which was standalone rooms again, we had him come back. And one other person had also written their own room. By season five, so last season, every second room was a guest game master who had written their own room and came on to run it for us, which was heaps of fun. We had all of this, uh, all these people reaching out. I don't know whether we're going to get any more people for like the season after this one, but uh, yeah, we had some very interesting ones written, uh, run by by friends and fans uh, who came on and ran the show for us. And just they took on Danny's role, and it was really fun. Even if it's but not if for a show, on, if you want to do one, I want to run a Dungeons and Dragons inspired escape room for you and Danny if you have time at some point. Oh, that's a lovely idea! And hey, look, if you want to come back, for, well, we can do it. Uh, we can record it. And we can have it as part of next season. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be heaps of fun. Now fun. we have one. We have done one uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons inspired room. Uh, which we ran uh, for the folks at Dungeons and Daddies. Yes, uh, if yep. you know that show, which is a which. Oh is my god, phenomenal. my cousin so they, loves we, that show. It's a very good show. So we had them on, uh, and we and we ran a D and D themed room for them. So you should give that one a listen as well because it's uh, it's very fun and it's very it's very non escape roomy because it's so it, you cross the realm and you go to different places, but it's also specifically D and D themed, not just D and D universe themed. Yep. Um, but you should give that a listen to it. But no, I'd be super excited. If you have a room and you want to write it and put it together, that'd be awesome. We would have heaps of fun. Is there anything else you want to talk about while we're, while we're still in the episode? Well, so, you know, I'll actually talk about um, what this... So this, this past year has been mm. the surge of, like, when all of this has happened. I've been working on Hidden Treasures for about uh, really, like, eight or nine months now. Um, mm. but, uh, in, in those eight or nine months that I started bringing on hidden treasures, it, it was really exciting to see the change of realizing when you have an idea, one of the best things is just to try it and see if it works. And if it works, go with it. Mm. And even if it doesn't work, do it for yourself. If it's for fun, uh, because in the past year I went from having the idea of a goblin dating sim to writing for three different games, writing the Goblin Dating Sim, making Dungeons and Dragons content uh, like for Patreon, voice acting. And it was it was a very interesting transition because like even when I got your message, I was like, that's exciting. I want to do that. And it was realizing yeah. like it's. All you have to do is do things to be seen. And then when people see and notice you, it, it doesn't have to be much, but it's it opens up a dozen different opportunities. Like this, this is something that is a freaking amazing idea. And I hadn't even considered it until I got your message. And I'm like, why have I never seen this before? Yeah. Well, we were very excited. Like three years ago, we, 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 we wanted to do a podcast before we know we knew what we wanted to do. Right. Um, and so we thought, what can we do that's actually something for us? Cause we didn't want to just do a show that was more about talking 
more about us than it was about the show. And so we we'd been game, but both Danny and I had had run games, and we were both escape room fans. Um, and we thought, hey, let's let's give this a shot. Let's see if it works as an idea. We did like a quick five minute trial run. Thought, hey, that's fun to listen to, and started out. And you know, it's again right. Like we started every single guest in the first season is a friend or family member, and then uh, and and then one set of podcasters who helped us get into the escape room world. You know, a year into that, we were we we flew, flew off and did a live show at a at a con- escape room convention in the Netherlands and uh, met a whole bunch of other industry people there. Like it's it's really cool, and it is just that for me, it was one of the first things that had me thinking that same th- idea. Like, hey, we have an idea; we can actually just do it. We should we should just do it and see what happens. Because before that, I had so much stuff that I always thought would be good to do, but you just don't do it. You put it off. You think, oh no, maybe I can work that out one day. But as soon as you start doing it, yeah, you're right. It just it opens doors. You have more stuff happen and, and people listen and you new opportunities. And it's been really exciting. And I'm glad it's worked out the same for you. So how has it been like when you think about some of the people that you have had on to do escape rooms with? Uh, look, it's been, it's, it's been wild. It's been great. Like being able from the beginning to start like I remember we did a very first, it was 10 episodes in and we did our first like remote session with, um, with the room escape divas who are a, a, a Toronto based escape room review podcast. And that felt really exciting, right? Because it was our first, like, Oh, these are other people in this media making world that we can like engage with and talk to. And, you know, since then we've had, we've had actors on, we had Cleo Duvall on, we've had Jason Ritter. Um, we've had Neil Patrick Harris. We've had, Brent Bushnell, we've had other podcasters that we really like. We had the Hey Riddle Riddle people on. Uh, we've had Dungeons and Daddies on. Like lots of really cool people that that are really exciting to talk to. We mentioned earlier, I don't think it made the episode cut because I mentioned it way too often. We've had Katie Oldworth on, who's a Cartoon Network animator. Yeah. Uh, and 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 like, but and the room designers we've had on, being able to chat with like Tommy Honton, we had the Wild Optimist who are who make escape room board games. Uh, lots of really, really creative and inspiring people and it's just been exciting to be like oh we can like sit in the same world as all these people it's been really exciting and doing puzzles together is wonderful like it's it takes so much like i'm glad we're not like an interview show or a uh or like i don't know something where people would come on and it feels transactory like they're like they're coming on to say their thing and they can get like a boost out of it and and we can get clout out of it and there's instead it's just like hey let's just play fun games together and we've made some really lasting friendships with some people that we just emailed out of the blue and said hey you do something cool we'd like to work with you and it's been great it's been really fun i love it and we'll get even more yeah it'll be great uh and but it's lovely like and meeting other like indie creators has been really wonderful it's like it's a really good way to build bridges between other people with you know who have their own shows or are making their own games like it's been great to to be able to meet the two of you and talk about the stuff that you're doing and, and like and and voice acting and twitch and 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 game design like it's it's a really really cool way to get to know people and to kind of form connections in a really really like i don't know podcasting and game design have these really vibrant indie spaces mm-hmm. uh and it's really nice to be kind of part of both of them same with escape rooms like escape rooms everyone's uh, most people are kind of like you know they're independent they they have their own game that they designed and built and 
bought a store and started running it. True. So it's, it's a really great world to be part of in all the aspects of our of our show. The the kind of the RPG aspect and the and the podcasting aspect, the escape room aspect. It's been really fun. It's amazing. It's it's nice to be able to meet people. All right. Well, we should probably leave it there. Uh, thank you for the two of you for coming on the show. Uh, it was really lovely having you. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, do you want to give uh, like a rundown? I'll have links below, but do you want to give like a rundown of where people can find you before you say goodbye? Uh, you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram at Gabe James Games. Uh, primarily, I post most of my stuff on Twitch, where I'll be posting about game design, the voice acting stuff, um, any like new shows that I'm casting for. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, do I say something? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, you can find me mainly on Instagram and Twitter. I'm under um, at Aliardi, and I mainly just post all my doodles and art that I just keep making. There's a lot of fan <laughs> art, a lot of original art. It's all just art. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, great. Uh, is there any uh, people, obviously Hidden Treasures is not available yet. Is there a way people can can like follow that or support that or or, or yeah so they get they the can DOS? uh follow that on Twitter at hidden trez vn uh I'll have link I have linked to that on my main Twitter uh we do have yep. a Patreon that posts a lot of updates also every month we are putting out a uh a, a sexy <laughs> goblin boudoir calendar for each month. <laughs> Um, well, uh, what are you all doing here? Still listening to the end of this podcast? You could be looking at hot goblins. Get out of here! And and there is actually a playable demo uh, that's linked on my Twitter as well. If you go to my uh, itch.io page, that has I think like the first two three hours of the game in it, including uh, the first oh, perfect the first date, uh, and potentially by the time this is up, it'll have the first date for two different characters. Wonderful. All right. Well, that's very exciting. If you're interested at all in the idea of this, go and check it out. There'll be links in the show notes below. Uh, as well for us, you can always find us on Twitter at EskThisPodcast. You can send us an email, uh, EscapeThisPod at gmail.com. Yes, I did them weirdly the wrong way around, but that's fine. Uh, they're also on Instagram and Facebook as Escape This Podcast. Um, you can check out our second show. I don't know. If, I think most of you are listening to it at the moment. I think it's kind of got a bigger audience than this one at this point. But if you're not, you should go check out Solve This Murder where Danny uh, designs murder mysteries and I play through them. This is probably going to line up pretty well with a new mystery starting up. So I have no idea what that is yet because I haven't recorded it. So we'll see. Um, uh, you can also support us on Patreon. Uh, if you want to be, uh, if you want to hear more, uh, so we talked a lot about the playtest. Uh, you can listen to every single playtest; they're all recorded and available for five dollar donors on the Patreon. There's badges for ten dollar donors. There's fun stuff, and every donor at any level, even a dollar and up, has the chance to appear as an NPC in one of our rooms. Like, uh, oh, Danny's left with the notes, but presumably Rebecca, uh, <laughs> and also Greg, who is a donor as well. Uh, so if you want to appear in a room as someone cool and some as a as someone that gets yelled at by the players, <laughs> please come and donate and help support the show. Yes. Uh, you can also hang out with us on Twitch if you want to come and hang out on Twitch. There's a lot of games going at the moment. We're still playing Nancy Drew every weekend and Danny's playing Pokemon Blue while blindfolded, which is hilarious. Uh, and, uh, and we're playing Batman and Darkest Dungeon, a whole bunch of stuff. You can go to our Twitch page and hang out and say hi and chat because uh, it's always nice, an easy way to talk and, and, and catch up as well as watch fun video games. All right, that about does it. I think we're all done. Thank you again for coming on the show. It's been lovely to have you. 
And uh, bye, everybody. Take care. Bye. Bye.